Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. Every weekday, we will meet here to reflect on a passage from 1 Peter. If you'd like to dive deeper into this book, I encourage you to find our reading plan on YouVersion. Simply download the YouVersion app from your app store, and then just type Who is Grace into the search bar and select the 1 Peter plan. A challenge from the reading plan that I want to encourage you to try is to read or to listen to the entire letter, start to finish, in one sitting, once a week. I promise it's worth it, but I also know that that sounds like a lot. To help you with that, I recorded a reading of all five chapters, and you can find that on this podcast. Just look for the episode titled, First Peter, The Whole Darn Thing, and push play while you're in the car, doing chores, or taking a walk. Right now, let's dive into First Peter. Let's finish this week together in chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Chosen, royal, holy, called out. Those descriptions jump right out at me. And beside them, race, priesthood, people, possession. When I journal, this is often what it looks like. Collections of adjectives or nouns or verbs that I notice, that I write down, that I want to ponder and think about. Before we go into all of that, go back to the first pronoun of verse 9. You. Peter is using these words and phrases to describe you. Well, who is you? I mentioned earlier this week that we live in an individualistic culture, and because of that, and because the English language seriously lacks a plural form of its second-person pronoun, because I don't know that y'all and yins really count, we are preconditioned, listen, we are preconditioned in our day and age, in our locations, to think that Peter is talking to us. And he is, but not first. We're not his first audience. And we know that, but we still read New Testament letters like they belong to us personally. We always have to read with the original audience in mind to know what Peter's saying to them before we can discern what he's saying to us. Because if we don't, listen, that's how we get into the weeds and think that the United States of America is God's holy nation. Yikes. Now, as Peter's been doing in this letter, he's pulling Old Testament language and imagery into his words so that he can teach and instruct and encourage Gentile Christians living in a hostile world. He's been talking about girding up loins, about God's declaration to the Israelites in the wilderness. He says, uh, quotes God saying, be holy for I am holy. Peter has written to them about Jesus as a sacrificial lamb and about the church being built into a spiritual house, which is like a new temple. And here he's using the very idea of God's people, the Israelites, as the new identity of Christians in Asia Minor, Gentile Christians in Asia Minor being compared to the Israelites. So Peter says, you, and it is plural, all of you listening to this letter, Gentiles, foreigners, servants, slaves, women, children, you all are chosen, royal, holy, called out as one race, one priesthood, one nation, one people. Society rejects you. Your families reject you. You weren't allowed to worship in the temple. You were excluded. You were cast off. And then Jesus. 
He's doing something new in you, in all of you, in the world. Where there was once division among you, now there can be peace. Where there was once hostility between races, now there can be unity. Where there was once hierarchy and VIPs, now there's one family, one church, one house, one body, and you all belong to God and to one another forever. These two verses aren't speaking to me. They are speaking to we. These two verses aren't speaking to we, the people of the United States. They are speaking to we, the people of God, across centuries, across nations, across races, across generations. Imagine, just imagine all those living stones, all those living stones in the house of God. That's a breathtaking image. So I want to close this week in Revelation 7, where we get a glimpse of what that would look like, a glimpse of eternity. John writes, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. Amen and Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can always access Grace's daily read plan and additional resources like small group curriculum at whoisgrace.com forward slash read. If this time is meaningful for you, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can find it too. I look forward to meeting you at my chair again tomorrow. God bless.